This is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalore.com for a special episode of Bungalore in the Bus. And I'm here with my friend Frank Billingsley at the city of Orlando, who has a whole new job role, a whole new gamut. He's doing some magic here, and we're going to hear all about it. Frank, thank you. Uh, for coming back from vacation and talking to me. Of about course. This. I always like to be with you and uh, love the bungalow as well. It's fun to not see you at an event and see you. At, I always just see you out being a, a champion for downtown. Yeah. Uh, but I actually come to work every day, well, <laughs> too. <laughs> but you're always in a suit and you're always smiling. I like that. So you just, we just wrote about this and then you went on vacation. So we haven't had a chance to chat, chat. Uh, but you're now the new director of placemaking and competitiveness that's right and transitioning out of your chief of staff role at the city of Orlando yes, after 10 years in that role so let's talk a little bit maybe about your background I saw in an just so people get some context before we dive into uh what the heck does that mean okay right okay. <laughs> what the heck is placemaking uh so I read in an article back in the day for the Sentinel I want to say in 94 uh that you just love town centers you just grew up kind of digging downtowns and you used to hound your dad to veer off of interstates to like bring you to downtowns because you wanted to see what was up is that true? yeah that's absolutely true and, and i'm impressed with your uh research oh. we'll to <laughs> show that to some other people the picture of me looks a little different then too a little bit but long story I, short i uh, grew up in uh virginia in lynchburg virginia which is a medium-sized city okay and my dad worked downtown so i hung out downtown a lot and i've always been intrigued with and loved uh, downtowns and you're right when we were on family vacations growing up I'd be in the back seat and of course my parents wanted to get to wherever we were going quickly but I would hound them enough that they would pull off interstate highways and we'd look at downtowns and just drive through and I'd observe and soak up every inch of whatever town uh, we were in sure. and um, ever since then I've just loved downtowns and I didn't even know you could have a career um, in cities or downtowns or downtown related work until I was actually in college. So, because you took community development, is that right? Mm -hmm. um, I went to James Madison University in Virginia. Okay. And shocked my parents my senior year when I came home for Christmas and told them I was not going back to school. Um, that I was changing my degrees uh, because I love cities. Uh, James Madison University did not have a urban. Um, department or urban studies department, but Georgia State University did in downtown Atlanta. So I moved there and my degree from the Andrew Young School at Georgia State University is in community development. I love that. What does that mean? So it's it sounds like it's urban planning. Uh, it's like ground it, up it's, infrastructure it's, stuff? It's urban planning. It's urban economics, urban sociology, everything that makes a city tick. Okay. That's great for someone who just wanted to figure out mm -hmm. what is this and how mm -hmm. does it function. So then you went from that, you got a gig as the uh, business as the manager of business development for the downtown development board well the story's a little bit longer than that let's but go I'll into keep, it okay i'll keep it sort of short. in atlanta i worked for central atlanta progress which was one of the first downtown redevelopment organizations okay. in the country i worked for atlanta regional commission which is the regional planning authority in atlanta it's a metropolitan wide that's where entity. you helped draft some sort of ordinance for like uh street vendors i did, did I that was that? one of my first jobs it was a, a a lot of work and research on how atlanta 
could allow for street carts and street vendors. Okay. Um, and that eventually became a city ordinance there. Did you have something to do with that here in Orlando? I haven't. I, I mean, I've, I've touched that, but right. I haven't done that specifically here. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> maybe we'll work on that. Yeah. But um, after um, working for the Regional Planning Commission in Atlanta, I interviewed for a position with the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce, and okay. it came down to me and of uh, another candidate that had decades of experience, but it turned me on to chamber work. So I thought, hmm, I think I'd like to work for a chamber of commerce. So this is... Um, in the 19 late 80s so i contacted chambers across the uh, southeast and uh, expressed an interest i sent resumes and out of the blue six months later the uh, greater orlando chamber of commerce called me in atlanta and said we're creating a position here funded by the what was then the economic development commission the convention and visitors bureau the city's downtown development board and the orlando chamber all four entities funded that position and the responsibility in that role was to um, work with all the people that were contacting the chamber or walking into the chamber that were looking to grow businesses here, invest in Orlando, or move to Orlando. So I did that for um, five years. And I'll never forget when I came for the interview, it was in March of 1989. Okay. And I really wasn't so sure about leaving Atlanta and coming to Orlando. Sure. But in the middle of the interview, uh, chaos broke out in the building. And the next thing I knew, I was up on the roof of the chamber building. And you know, the chamber building is on Lake Ivanhoe, right? <laughs> yes. So in March, it Soon was first of all, it was a beautiful day. Okay. It's still cold in Atlanta. <laughs> People were water skiing in Lake Ivanhoe, which I thought was pretty cool. But even more cool than that was we were on the roof because um, uh, launch was happening at the uh, Space Center. So we were all up there watching that. So I thought, oh, this, this is pretty cool. Skiing in March, uh, space launches. And then that evening, I went to look at Orlando and just sort of really make sure that this is a place I wanted to live. And two things sort of led me to decide to move here and accept the position that was offered and one was lake yolo park had just been renovated under mayor frederick and it was beautiful one of the most beautiful urban spaces i had seen at the time right in downtown orlando oh thank you (laughs) and then the other thing is um the Orlando Magic were starting their inaugural season here that okay. fall. So I felt like Orlando had momentum and things were going to happen here. Um, so, uh, and then I looked around downtown and it was a lot smaller then than it is now, but I could see a lot of potential not only in downtown, but the in town neighborhoods. So, like their bones. Yeah. So all of that uh, sort of blended together to. Um, be an attractive opportunity for me and it's the best decision i've ever made well you've made a career then out of helping out with orlando championing i have i feel like i grew up with orlando and orlando grew up at the at the same time so i worked at the chamber for five years um and again, associated with all those organizations I mentioned. And then in 1994, Tom Kohler, the previous downtown development board director, um, asked if I would leave that position. And I was physically located at the chamber and move 100% to the downtown development board. And that's when I took the role to attract uh, businesses and investment to downtown. And we actually opened on Pine Street, sort of close to where Corona Cigar okay. is today, a little storefront location called the Downtown Real State Resource Center, and it was actually a, a storefront uh, for people that were interested in opening businesses downtown or investing in downtown. And I did that for about it was know, like a four real or five years. Division? What was that? It was uh, 
I can't remember. It was what called it was the Real Estate Resource Center. And yeah. you would literally help people if they came in and they're like, how do I get a permit? What does this look like for well, parking? Well, I didn't really initially help people get permits. Okay. Uh, my job was to recruit them and um, entice them to invest or open businesses downtown. But uh, building on, on your question is, okay, you can recruit a business to downtown, um, but um, what happens once they decide to locate somewhere, right? Sure. They have to do what? They have to go get a permit, right? right? (laughs) So anyway, a lot of the companies or businesses would come to City Hall and attempt to get a permit so that they could open their businesses. Um, And Mayor Hood was the mayor at the time, and she started getting a lot of complaints about how difficult permitting was um, for uh, the public. And I had been spending a lot of time helping my clients through the permitting process. So just by virtue of helping those businesses out over the years, I got a call to come to Mayor Hood's office one day. I didn't know why. And you think um, you're in she, well, you know, I was a lot younger. I was getting called to the mayor's <laughs> office. So. But anyway, long story short, she asked me to become the director of permitting for the city of Orlando. And Which um, you completely overhauled. Yeah, well, at the time to get a permit here, you had to go to multiple floors in City Hall and I think four different departments. Wow. Um, Nothing was automated at all. It was all by hand. And so, yes, uh, we combined functions from multiple city departments into one department, um, rebuilt the first floor of City Hall into what was then a state-of-the-art permitting center, injected focus on customer service, Um, to the operation and responding quickly and efficiently um, to customers and making sure that, you know, yes, the the role of the employees in our permitting area, their role is to make sure that the city's ordinances are followed, the Florida Building Code is followed. So that's a big responsibility. But at the same time, uh, we changed the philosophy that their role and responsibility was also to help our clients, the designers, architects, um, contractors, help them reach the goal of complying with all of those rules and regulations. So we did that, and um, I think we automated everything, and um, uh, we had a lot of success with that and became a national model for cities across the country. You, uh, It seems like there's been a common thread in your career with the city of just like exemplary customer service. Well, I love people, people. and I I believe, and Mayor Dyer definitely has this philosophy as well, as we are here, we're servants of the people. Sure. And um, government, you know, plays the role of setting the stage. It's the private sector in this country, and then the individuals that really inject the the investment, the ideas, the sweat, um, and the energy into building our economy. So, it's important uh, to all of us here at City Hall that we're here to support uh, that effort. And it's one thing to say that, Frank, but but clearly, like, you've done it because you have a history of just getting promoted, right? Yeah, um, I've never, I've, I've interviewed well. for one position here, and um, everything else has just sort of come my way. So, like I said, I've grown up with the city, and it's been a blessing to me to 
have been associated with the city of Orlando, but the people that live here as well. It's for a so sign long. that you're just in the right spot, right? They don't want you to go anywhere. They keep giving you new and wonderful things I to do. I think so, so far. So then you went to chief of staff. No, or there no were you some went other to economic development. Economic well, development. no, after um, the permitting um, role, uh, which lasted, that was a lot of work because it, it was a cultural change, a, a, a physical change, yeah. and also just automating a complex operation like that was was um, really uh, a great uh, time. heroic effort by a lot of people. It was sure. a team effort. But after that, uh, Tom Kohler, who had been the downtown development board director here for many, many years, and was he was recognized across the country as a leader in downtown redevelopment, he uh, decided to retire. Okay. So my, going back to when I was a boy, uh, I loved downtowns, and that's really been my, uh, was my goal at the time, is to become a downtown development board director. And um, he uh, retired. I actually interviewed for that position. It was a national search and a committee and all of that. But at the end of the day, uh, Mayor Hood and the committee selected me to become the city's downtown development board director. And we did a lot of work um, back then. This was at the beginning stages of uh, residential development uh, downtown. When I first moved to Orlando in 1989, I'd never not lived in or near a downtown. Sure. Um, you know, within a, a two miles of a downtown, and um, there was no place really to live in downtown Orlando. I remember seeing that in an Orlando Weekly article, and you you came in, you were interviewed. Uh, I, I think it was Bill something something William someone, uh, and you said there are one of the things I want to do is bring people to live above yeah. these shops. Like, yeah. why are what are we doing with these empty? Mm-hmm. Uh, floors above these shops. Mm-hmm. Why aren't people living And there? more importantly, we worked really hard to bring major residential projects to downtown. Um, during that time period, the Paramount and Publix opened, sure. and that was an incentivized project through the, the, yeah, yeah. through the Community Redevelopment Agency. But you can't have a successful downtown or city without lots of people living there because you want it to be a lively, vibrant place all of, all of the time. And when you think about a s- economic system, Sustainability. I mean, that's people living and walking in a downtown is really important. But again, a Publix or a grocery store is really important to downtown too, because that's a key ingredient of any neighborhood. So we worked on that. We worked on the Plaza project. Uh, Mayor Dyer um, was elected right after I became the downtown development board director. So we know about his energetic leadership and vision for downtown. So he really helped set the stage for a lot of major projects to happen uh, in our downtown. What'd you think of him? When you already had a career downtown in the city and then this this guy comes along? Well, anytime there's a change in leadership, mm-hmm. is you step back and sort of look and analyze and wonder uh, what's going to happen. But in my opinion, um, his election, uh, the result of his election is the best thing that's ever happened to all of Orlando, not just downtown, mm-hmm. because under his leadership, Orlando has had all of the potential to be a great world city, um, but it was sort of chugging along. With him, he definitely accelerated everything, and Orlando, in a really short period of time, has evolved to a world city with lots of uh, amenities that you would expect in a, in a large city that's attractive to people that are looking for places to live, invest, uh, and to grow high-value jobs. Well, so. let's let's skip the, the chief of staff that an economic development thing, because that's a great segue. I want to hear about, we're talking about these amenities and mm-hmm. these things that are attracting people for Orlando to be a world city, which arguably it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but as the director of placemaking and competitiveness, uh, which that position seems like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like placemaking is trending. That's a trending word. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge placemaking nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole column called I Wish This Was where we take ignored uh, vacant lots and make it into something else because mm-hmm. we're hoping it'll spur something, yeah. spark something. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you to be stepping into this new okay. role? I'm excited because, again, after the downtown uh, development position, I was the economic development posi- uh, director. And so this is the icing on the cake for sure. me personally. Um, I care very much about the city. I love Orlando. Um, but um, we have the bones here. We have big amenities now, state-of-the-art, world-class uh, arena, stadium, art center, sun rail. But cities are living, breathing organisms that you have to tend to and take care of. So what are the smaller things that we can do to fit all these places together to create a dynamic experience for people that live here and, of course, people that visit here as well? And that sounds great and it's wonderful, but what does that ultimately do for a city if you create a d- dynamic, exciting, memorable place? It uh, elevates our ability to compete, to attract talent, to attract companies, to attract workforce By here, and overall. investment because you're creating a place that people want to be in and experience. And those places spur private economic investment in an area too. And at the same time, make life exciting for the people that live here. And, you know, it used to be, you know, 30 years ago, Atlanta was the only real choice for somebody looking to live in a dynamic city in the Southeast. Certainly Miami has emerged, but now there are multiple choices for young people and people developing careers and businesses. And that would be Nashville and Charlotte, Tampa, Um, So how do we make sure that we're creating a place here that excels and is above and beyond what our peer cities um, can provide? And that's by increasing overall quality of life. That's right. So was this something that you were lobbying for? Were you like kind of poking Mayor Buddy and like, hey, man, we need to step it up? Well, Mayor Dyer always is looking for us to be competitive. There's no question about that. But it's something that we've talked about for a long time, sort of casually. Um, but it, um, it sort of was a mutual discussion about sort of the next step or the next evolution for Orlando to make sure that we do compete and compete uh, well. So how? But anybody that knows me also uh, <laughs> would know that this is um, something that I'm very passionate about, love, and I have pestered people throughout city government for years now on this needs to be fixed or sure. we need to ramp this up. So which we've had some conversation, personal conversations, mm-hmm. just bumping into each other yes, about things have. that you'd like to see yes. happen. So how do you see this new? If this is fledgling, fledgling new department, it's going to probably be. Well, right now it's me. It's you, Department yeah. of One. Yeah. Which sounds great. Very but, w- but we need to involve also the community and the public. And I know you have lots of ideas for Orlando. <laughs> so we're going to pull a lot of information. I have a running list, Frank, heads. that I can give yeah. you. And it's really important that we are focused not only on downtown, but all of our neighborhoods, um, uh, not just certain neighborhoods, all of our neighborhoods and our diverse populations here. So what one neighborhood might think is important may not really matter to another neighborhood. So we have to tailor this to the different constituency groups that we serve here, but also the different geography of our city. How do you see it working with other departments? 
well, I have a good relationship with all the department directors and also well, now you're most of the employees yeah. here. Well, I do. <laughs> sure. yeah. And um, we have people here that do fantastic work. There is a wealth of ta- talent in this building. So um, my hope is that I can um, uh, connect with a lot of that talent on this assignment and, and really pull a lot of ideas out of our, our team here mm-hmm. um, and create a conduit or an avenue so that these things can happen here in Orlando. And it's not just government-led either. We have lots of private um, businesses, families, individuals, um, constituency groups. Everyone strives for Orlando to be a better place. So I want to make sure that we're also um, looking for uh, and developing new partnerships that can make some of these initiatives happen uh, once we define them. Some things that I've noticed since I've been here in my role at Bungalower is that there are a lot of ideas that are in the pipeline, but they're kind of missing like a champion to push it through for those final steps with the city. Like there's that projection park at Robinson mm-hmm. and Orange, which yeah. seems to have stalled, right? Yeah. So is, are things like that like, well, Mayor Dyer likes things to move fast. I can right. testify, and I do too. So I think this role will help accelerate and also help maybe bring other um, resources to the table that can make these ideas into reality. But there are plenty of ideas and concepts out there um, that will be developed in the uh, months ahead that can enhance Orlando. So that brings up two questions for me. First, do you have a budget, or will you hear about one soon? And then second, do you have some like low hanging fruit projects that you're that you've just wanted to do forever? And now that you're in this role that you can like just knock out. Okay, well, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, Answering the budget question, Mm -hmm. I haven't developed a budget, but a budget will evolve over time. Okay. Um, But my specific work will not require much of a budget, but the actual implementation of projects will. Right. And so so that's something the city will have to plan for in future budget cycles, including the one that we're in right now. But you bring up grants, yes. And then partnership opportunities as well. Uh, Public-private partnerships are are really important. Some low-hanging fruit. Well, you and I were at the Fortify the Arts event the other night, and I think that the concept at the Rogers Keeney building at Pine and Magnolia is just fantastic, and it's going to take, this is a perfect example, but this is being led by the private sector, which is even better, But uh, and the communities behind it as well, but take sort of a, a parking lot kind of, asphalt or concrete in pavement space, yeah. and make it a real people place with uh, a, pl- a place where people want to congregate have events hang out have fun but if you look right behind that plaza there's actually an alleyway that sure. extends from pine street almost to the front door of the orlando public library that's fenced off right now yeah so, but that could become come an extension of the plaza concept that we're talking about, and you could create actually an arts alleyway that connects the downtown arts district building, which is full of art and activity, to the front door of the Orlando Public Library. So that's just one example, but I have a lot of stuff in my head, <laughs> and I'm going to be pulling a lot of stuff out of other people's heads, too. So we'll come up with an action plan uh, for the future of downtown well, there's and a task our city. Force put me on it, Frank. <laughs> uh, are you going to be involved at all with the Under Eye Project? Is that something that you... Uh, we have a whole team of people here that are involved in that. I have been involved in that. That was a concept that is uh, one 
wonderful that Mayor Dyer has championed. Um, it's a little bit uh, um, in the future because we can't even start working on right. that until the uh, Interstate 4 overpass is complete. But, you know, that is a multi-block area underneath the span of Interstate 4 through downtown that would evolve into an activity center of sports, fun, uh, activities that will unite the east and west side of Interstate 4, but provide an amenity for the people that live here, but also attract people to downtown as well. But at this point in the process, since it's like a dream evolving thing, mm-hmm. is that being driven by the planning department? Is that yeah, the so parks far, department? Yeah, so far it's been the planning department. Uh, obviously, will become a park, so the right. parks department has... Um, weighed in on that the next and i will certainly continue i have weighed in and will continue to weigh in on that um, we've had input from the public as well but the next step for that is to turn to a professional firm and a competitive process um, we've created a conceptual design but then the, we need to uh, fine tune that to a a, a detailed design of what that park will eventually become. So then with this founding of this new de- department and with yourself as the lead, where does that put you then in that mix uh, as you move Oh, forward? I'll be weighing in a lot yeah. with our staff as we continue the conceptual phase uh, of it and then certainly with the, the firm that is eventually selected in terms of what we feel is important. But it won't just be me. We have a team of people here that care about this kind of thing. It's a really exciting place to be in for, for like a dreamer like you, but also a doer uh, and, and someone who is also a champion of downtown, like we said, uh, what a great, uh, so, not soapbox, but a great pulpit from which you can like make sure that these things are being done correctly. Yeah, but more important to that, it's an opportunity to have impact on one, a city that has all the potential in the world, but a city that I and a lot of other people really love and care about. And it's, you know, these are seeds that we're planting for the future too, for future generations. I love everything you just said. Uh, (laughs) Some of the things, are there like, are there big projects, maybe, maybe one project that you uh, are really excited about, like coming into this role? Are you just thinking, man, I can't wait to get my hands on that. I don't know if there's one particular project, but there we have a lot of public spaces that with just a little bit of extra effort, they could really ramp up to something exciting. Okay. Um, So I'm looking forward to like making the most of something that's already there. Does that make sense? It it does. Big projects will evolve over time as well. This is uh, sort of a new focus for me, so I need to get a little bit more organized before I roll out big projects. And acknowledging that this is, again, I'm just asking you off the cuff if there's anything in the back of your head. Um, And if you do say something, feel free to say something. (laughs) Uh, We know it's not written in stone, but is can you share one of those? Is there like a park or something that you would love to just like plunk in a... Something. Uh, well, we have a lot of streets in downtown Orlando. I mean, Magnolia Avenue, for instance, and it's in the downtown plan to improve that. But, you know, it's a pretty quiet street right now, mm-hmm. and it's dominated by um, two bus lanes. Um, and those bus lanes are used, of course, when the bus is rolling down the street, but otherwise they're pretty empty. So that's an um, uh, uh feature of Orlando that I think could really be enhanced. We have a challenge of staging special events in our downtown, which, you know, a special event can impact uh, mobility within downtown and logistics and 
we don't have a place set up right now that's easy right. for both the city but also for the event organizer to uh, enjoy a special event. So, we, so a lot of people have said Magnolia Avenue is a street that could, and it, again, it's in the downtown plan, but it needs to be pushed. Is is Magnolia Avenue that opportunity to create a more vibrant street secondary to um, Orange Avenue? So like subtext, maybe a pedestrian boulevard? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Does it need to be pedestrian? pedestrian mall. Or maybe it's uh, pedestrian focused with still access there as well. Cool. I'm so excited. I didn't. That was not a gotcha moment. I was okay. just excited to hear more about it. Uh, so just off the top of your head, I'm going to call this like, let's fix this. It's just a little mental exercise. And is there anything that you'd want to see happen in these public spaces around Orlando? And I'll just say the public space. Okay. And if you just want to, this is just a... A brain tease exercise. Uh, Festival Park and Milk District. What would you like to see happen? That area has so much potential. I get a thrill every time I drive by. It's not a real pedestrian-oriented area yet. But I love those volleyball courts sure. there. I don't play volleyball. But more of those, either that park or somewhere else, There's is always really hot dudes imp- playing important. beach volleyball there. Yeah, which yeah. is good. <laughs> but even for those that don't play volleyball, it conveys a sense of energy, activity, excitement. And people, you know, that's cool. We like that. And why not? Orlando is a great place to be outside all the time. Right now, I know we have portable lights there. I know people are asking for permanent lights sure. there. But um, that park is nice, but it certainly could be enhanced and ramped up as a real amenity Good one. And then, you know, you can also look at the space of uh, executive airport. And I don't know what the rules and regulations are for this because the, uh, the airport authority controls it. But on um, Primrose, just south of the executive airport, there's a whole swath of just vacant green grass there that could With become a sad, an amenity as sad well. little oak tree in the middle I of it, know. Frank. That one. All I of put, that needs to be landscaped, in my opinion. I gorillaed a... But I'm impressed that you know that oak tree. Oh, because yeah. Because it's a beautiful tree, but it's very lonely. I there. gorillaed a swing on it once, yeah. and someone cut it off two days later. Oh, but, no. But anyway. Okay. Well, we'll know, have to work on that. Back in my street artist days. And we as a city <laughs> need to think about how are we organized and what our practices and policies are that support creativity in the city as well. That's an important important part of this work too sure I think. pop-ups yeah and i try to do a pop-up in church street and we can talk about that off air but yeah. it needed we need some pop-up okay i'll so. see some pop-ups coming yeah. from you in the future so many okay. be careful uh dixon azalea park and thornton park well um you know that is dixon azalea park yeah. yeah that's a beautiful park and there's a rich history there we have to be you know careful there too because it's surrounded by residential single family uh homes uh, I love the way the bridge there has been restored. It was beautiful over the holidays with the lighting that the neighborhood put on it. Um, I view that more as a passive um, park and enjoy nature. To be honest with you, I've not walked through that park recently. I used to live right by there. I know the stream has caused erosion over time. So it probably um, mm-hmm. um, needs attention. But landscaping and the detail and the care of landscaping in that park is very important and probably could be enhanced. There's little people release their goldfish in there. You'll see you'll oh. see little random goldfish yeah. in the creek. Uh, the Senate did you do that? Are you the person that did that? No, I used to live near there too, okay. and I used to walk my dog through okay. it, and I'd always look and see if I could <laughs> find the goldfish. That was a tangent. Uh, Dr. Phillips, the Senef Arts Plaza. Oh, that is a jewel waiting to happen in this city. There's no doubt that the Performing Arts Center is something that we all can be proud of, and it's bringing you know, thousands of people a week into our downtown to uh, come together and enjoy cultural arts. 
But that space in front of the art center really could be something that would draw people to, to downtown and this part of downtown, even if they weren't going to the art center. It would be a nice complement to the art center as well because you could have a performance and cultural component to it. It's a wonderful place for our community to come together. And, you know, it all boils down to money, right? At the end of the day, the long-term goal is to ramp that park up, enhance that park so it standalone becomes an attraction for the people that live here but also for visitors to the area, but at the same time connects to the art center and complements the work that's happening at the art center. And then the beauty of that land is City Hall frames one end of it and the Performing Arts Center frames another. So that's in essence our city square uh, with two very important civic institutions on, on both sides. So it's important to connect the space in front of City Hall across Orange Avenue into the the plaza and then to the performing arts center and i like to look at spaces like that and cities too i mean you can look out the window here at city hall today and it's beautiful but surrounding that park or other development opportunities years ahead there'll be other high-rise buildings framing that park and it really will be orlando's town square in the future so amenities there that attract families um, that uh, have cafes, um, create activity there all the time is really important to our city. And that's something that the Performing Arts Center would like to see. They've and had some initial, yes, yeah. they've had some initial conversations about that. We actually went uh, out on a sort of fact-finding mission to look at a park in Dallas that transformed an area. So, yes, that's that's on the to-do list. But that project in particular boils down to money. Right, and they're just buttoning up the Steinmetz Hall That's right. phase now. So I, a couple more questions, then I'll let okay. you go back to your like new I job. you and I could talk all day. I, I know, it's a little dangerous. <laughs> I'll get a beer and we could be here all day. It's <laughs> uh, a little early for that. It is, it but is. how dare you. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go. These are just flash fire things for you. Okay. Can you name your favorite place to eat in town? Oh, I have lots of favorite places to eat. Uh, I'll give I you do. your top three. Well, I don't know if I have favorites, but the ones that come to mind, um, I love East End Market. I so mean, good. That's wonderful, and that uh, has lots of options uh, there. I love the Mills 50 area. Okay. Uh, good food, the diversity. Uh, that's an area that the private sector has responded very well in, but the public side is not so great. The public realm of what Mills and Colonial look like. And again, that's in the long-term plan to improve. Ooh, and that, right boil, that boils down to money as well, right? Yes. So what are the... What are the and it's a county road, yeah. So, how do you get through all of that? And you know, the same discussion has happened over in Autobahn Park. And then uh, I, I spent a lot of time downtown and and um and uh, work downtown, obviously. So, I love the restaurants that we have throughout downtown, too. You're a big cycling guy. Where do you like to ride your bike? I'm not as big of a cycling guy as I should, I but I love riding my bicycle uh, throughout Orlando more in a leisurely kind of way. But around our beautiful lakes, and um, I love it when people are here from out of town visiting me. Um, I can take them on uh, sort of a leisurely bike ride, but where else can you ride bicycles close into a downtown on a brick street or, or sidewalk? I don't know if you're supposed to ride on <laughs> we sidewalks. We can ride on sidewalks, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but 
look across a lake with beautiful majestic oak trees and see the skyline of downtown Orlando to me that's a thrill every time and You're I've lived here a poet, long time Frank. Just it's a thrill just pictures. to see that so. <laughs> paint word pictures uh, what do you think is the best neighborhood to live in you're not going to get in trouble uh, the city of Orlando city. <laughs> <laughs> let's that? break it down well in the we hoods, have so Frank. many unique um, neighborhoods if somebody so I'm not going to pick town, a neighborhood if somebody's moving to town well the first thing I would do is ask them what's important to them okay which is an important question to ask right um and then i would tailor my answer based on what their needs are but you know downtown this is going back to your my if i could if if i was living anywhere i would live in a high-rise um apartment building with a great view of downtown with the whole city as part of my um okay my living room south eola downtown orlando you're still anywhere downtown downtown. you're still (laughs) you're so good well i think that's an exciting place to live if you're going to grab a drink, what neighborhood are you going to go grab a drink in? Um, downtown, um, Milk District. Um, those would be the two. But, you know, there are lots of options elsewhere, too, that I hit sometimes. Uh, give a shout out. This is the last question to an Orlandoan who you think needs some attention or love. Is I think you do. Oh. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. That never happens. Forget well, me. Forget well, me. I will say something about you and oh, uh, I'm okay. going to put a little plug. In. You. You're out in about two all of the time. I know you love Orlando. The fact that you're looking at goldfish and Fern Creek at, um, Dixon Azalea park tells me that you're paying attention to details and like the, the quirkiness of places and uh, intriguing places. And then, of course, the bungalow, I think, provides a wonderful service to Orlando because it gets people excited about what's happening and what's coming. So it's a, a piece that's both informative, valuable, educational, but also rallies our community together. So I'm going to choose you today. That's going to end up on some promotional material, Frank. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I know you're super busy launching this new thing. Uh, we'll be watching and cheering you on. Yeah, I'm excited about the opportunity and I am um, looking forward to some real fun times ahead and some real good results as well. And I'm happy that Mayor Dyer is placing a priority on enhancing our already great city. So more to come. That was Frank Billingsley, the new director of placemaking and competitiveness.